January 17 to January 23, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us here on Main Menu today. We have a really exciting program for you today, and we are very pleased that you are here to hear all of the latest in assistive technology. We have some very exciting interviews for you today, and I think you are going to be really excited about the information you're going to get out of today's program. I will be interviewing Mr. Tom Ludkowski from Comcast Cable, and Tom is the Vice President of Accessibility for Comcast Cable, and Tom has some really fantastic information for us. The accessibility at Comcast has become really first class since Tom came on board with Comcast back in June of 2012, and Tom has all kinds of things to talk about with emphasis on the accessibility to many of their products and some new things will be coming out in 2014 and also access to some iOS apps that people will be interested in knowing about if you're a Comcast user. Not only that, he's going to be talking about the Access webpage, and you'll want to get that information down. He will give the webpage link, and we do also have it in our announcement notes about the show. And so you want to make sure that you have that information and the number that will get you directly to the Access Center, and they can provide you with all kinds of information, and we're sure you're going to want that information for your files or anytime you might have questions about what is going on with Comcast accessibility or you need some of the services of the Access Center. Then Larry Turnbull, the Managing Director of ACBradio.org comes to us with an interview with Dan Wiery, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at GW Micro and they're going to be talking about the announcement this week of the free window eyes for users of Microsoft Office, Office 2010 or newer. And I think you're going to find out that uh, this is quite an offer and it may be something you'd be very interested in looking into further and taking advantage of. They will go over what the requirements are, what you'll need to have as far as what you'll need on your computer in order to use the window eyes and the facts, all the information that you need in order to use this new version of WindowWise that is completely free to any user of Microsoft Office. Those are the two big things we have coming up today on Main Menu, and we hope that uh, you will get some very valuable information out of those things. If there are questions that you have, we Hope that you will feel free to contact the folks at GW Micro if you're questioning anything about WindowWise and for Comcast. Again, we are giving you all of the information there and hope that you will be in contact with Comcast as you need. We want to go ahead and get into these two interviews quite quickly. So here's wishing you a great coming week and we'll see you soon. 
Here at ACB Radio's main menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. I am very pleased to have with me today on Main Menu, Mr. Tom Ludkowski from Comcast Cable. Tom is the Vice President of Accessibility for Comcast Cable. Comcast is one of the largest providers of cable, internet, and landline phone service in the United States. And we are very pleased to have Tom on uh, to talk to us about all that is going on and has been going on and is going to be going on uh, with Comcast and accessibility to the Comcast products and services in the future. Welcome to Main Menu, Tom. And I am very pleased to have you on. And I'm sure uh, as other Comcast users will be, we are very interested in what's going on there. Well, thank you, David. It's nice to be with you. Nice to be on Main Menu. I've heard a lot about the program and uh, you have a great following. So I, I think we've come to the right place to get the word out about what we're doing uh, here to make the Xfinity platforms uh, accessible and usable by people who are blind or, or visually impaired. So um, Comcast uh, has been, out, been uh, dealing with accessibility now since June of 2012 is when I joined the company. Uh, so just past the 18-month mark, and our accessibility efforts are really focused in four primary areas, and we can drill into these areas as we go. Uh, one is engage people with disabilities to inform our product roadmap. So what does that really mean? It means that we want to hear from consumers that we don't develop accessibility in a vacuum. Uh, while I am and have been totally blind throughout my life, uh, you know, it can't be the world according to me, um, although some might say it still is, but uh, it, it really does need to have uh, an informed strategy in this. So I know what I like. I know that I want a dedicated button to access video description. I know that I want a, a talking TV interface so that I can navigate program guide. I want accessible mobile apps. So really, I don't think there's that much a difference between what I as a blind person would like to see in a cable service. Uh, versus what you or, or others in your audience would like to see. But that said, uh, everybody has a, a different uh, a, a view, and we're not just dealing with blind and low vision uh, within our accessibility efforts. It's a true cross-disability effort, so we spend a lot of time working on closed captioning issues as well as video description, uh, bills in accessible formats, so large print and braille bills. Um, we spend a lot of time thinking about how people with physical disabilities could interact with our 
home automation service, our Xfinity Home platform, which is a home security home automation platform. And there are other projects that we tackle that are that are cross disability. So when we talk about consumer engagement uh, to inform our strategy, we do that in a variety of ways. Uh, uh, last year, we hosted uh, roundtables with uh, leaders from the blind and deaf community, two separate roundtables. Uh, Brian Charlson and Eric Bridges were part of the ACB, represented ACB, I should say, in, in that roundtable uh, that, that uh, was focused on, on the blind community, uh, where we talked about a range of issues, everything from products that were in development to how could we better serve our customers through our 1-800 number uh, and through online chat. So customer service was a big part. Uh, we also uh, do usability studies. We did a bunch of uh, usability studies in 2013 with folks who are blind or visually impaired on our talking TV interface that we will talk about in a little bit, um, both at CSUN, uh, which is the major technology conference in the disability arena that happens every spring out in San Diego. And we did uh, about a dozen more usability tests with folks here in the Philadelphia area, which is where Comcast is headquartered, uh, so that we could really understand the level of information that we needed to provide to make a program guide accessible. So those are some examples of our pillar of how we engage uh, customers to in inform our product uh, product roadmap. Uh, you know, another example would be some customer research that we did, where a dozen Comcast employees or more uh, volunteered to do phone interviews with. Uh, folks who are blind or deaf who agreed to participate in the study. Uh, and the goal of that study last year was to understand, um, you know, who does customer service right in the industry from an accessibility standpoint? Uh, and, you know, what, what, where are the gaps and what are the gaps? And so we could try and uh, develop a, a customer center for, for customers with disabilities, which we can also talk about a little bit later, uh, that, that was uh, really best in class. So that's the first pillar, engage the consumer uh, to inform a product strategy and a roadmap across lots of products and services that, that Comcast offers. Uh, the second pillar really is product capabilities themselves. So what are we going to roll out? How are we going to make our websites and mobile apps and set-top box devices more accessible? What are some of the exciting things that we're going to do there or already have done? Uh, so today, if you're an Xfinity customer and you get our digital voice service, and high-speed data service, uh, you can download an app called Xfinity Connect. And Xfinity Connect essentially is a, a tool that aggregates all of your communication uh, services into one app so you can continue to use your home phone while you're on the go. So you can place and receive phone calls from your Xfinity Connect app, both for iOS and Android. Uh, you, you can send and receive text messages from this uh, Xfinity Connect app all based on your home phone number. Uh, you can access your Comcast.net or Xfinity.net email uh, from this Xfinity Connect app, which is, again, accessible with voiceover and talkback, depending on what platform you're talking about. Uh, so that's already out in the market, and um, it is usable and recommend that, that folks uh, download it. Um, we're, we're working on other apps as well. Uh, there's another one in the App Store called What's On, and what's on is is uh, an app that allows you to do what it says, literally find out what's on TV at any given point in time that you're interested in watching a program. Uh, we added a filter that allows you to sort what's on with video description. So limit your view to only what's on with video description. Um, 
it works pretty well. It's still a work in progress, but it is available out in the App Store today for iOS only uh, right now. And you should feel free to go and download that and, and, we, and we welcome your feedback. Um, we have our Xfinity TV um, remote control apps and, and uh, Xfinity Home, our home security apps uh, in, in, uh, in the App Store as well. And we're continuing to evolve accessibility there as well. Websites, uh, we're working on a lot of different things. Um, you know, we have an accessible webmail product out there today. That's a, a web version of the Xfinity Connect app that I was talking to you about. Uh, so you can go to Xfinity.net uh, and uh, sign in with your, your username and password and, and, you know, send emails and text messages and uh, access your voicemail all through this web interface that, that's accessible today. So we, we'd love your audience's feedback on that as well. Um, we're working on, you know, other other sites as, you know, we have the Olympics coming up, as you know, Comcast, NBC Universal has the Winter Olympics from Sochi. Uh, and so the Xfinity uh, Olympics site uh, will be available uh, soon uh, and that will also be accessible. So you'll be able to navigate and read articles about uh, the various athletes. You'll be able to access uh, video content from uh, from Sochi, uh, pre-game content as well as in-game coverage, uh, and and that site uh, has has definitely made an effort. That product team rather has definitely made an effort to to make it accessible. Probably not 100% perfect by purist standards just yet, but uh, we're still relatively new to the game. But um, I just viewed the site myself today, and and I think your audience will find it uh, largely usable. And I, I hope you folks can take advantage of that. Um, so that's kind of product capabilities where and we can talk a little bit more about about some things in the future that we're working on as well. Um, third uh, area that we have uh, is, you know, really delivering a world class customer service experience for Xfinity customers with disabilities. Um, we're proud to uh, let you know that in October of 2013, we launched our dedicated support center for customers with disabilities. Uh, the reason why I really wanted to get this center open is that, you know, we we've heard the challenges that that people who are blind or visually impaired are facing in getting questions answered about video description or how to enable video description. And those challenges still exist. And certainly they're going to become less and less as we deliver more accessible remote controls and the talking TV interface that we've mentioned. Stop. Authentication has new window. Authentication. There's my Mac talking to me, sorry. Um, so, so those, those uh, you know, challenges are going to decrease, but um, really we, we can do some things now. Uh, you know, for example, this center can, can send out large button remote controls to people who may need them. Um, we can talk to you about, you know, some equipment that, that might be uh, more, you know, uh, efficient to use to, to access video description. Um, uh, and, and, you know, this, this center is not only serving video description issues, but closed captioning, accessible billing. You can request uh, bills in large print or braille format through this center, uh, you know, uh, and, and, other, and other services as well. Uh, so, so the support center is open seven days a week from uh, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And um, you can reach the center via online chat or toll-free at 855-270-0379. That's 855-270-0379. And and we really want to get some feedback from folks on the use of that center. Uh, 
just opened up in October, so we're still evolving it, still working with the 22 agents that are staffing the center today. Uh, obviously, we're constantly introducing new training opportunities for them, uh, but the way they're really going to get good at their craft is by interacting with the audience and, and our customer base. And so I encourage people to use that center for all accessibility-related issues. We can talk to you about, as I said, accessible bills and other services, you know, are apps compatible with, with uh, you know, what apps are compatible with VoiceOver or Android, TalkBack, uh, screen reader uh, capabilities, uh, all of those types of things. So that's the third pillar. And the fourth pillar is how do we integrate accessibility into how Comcast just does development and our normal business processes. And so my team's responsible for defining the best practices that uh, would lead to accessible mobile apps, accessible websites, you know, we define the requirements for the talking TV interface, develop the voice script that, that you'll ultimately hear when you get the accessible box, um, you know, requirements for remote controls. So we want a dedicated, you know, button that turns on and off video description, which is essentially, as you know, broadcast over the secondary audio program channel. Uh, you know, uh, folks who are deaf want a dedicated closed captioning button. Uh, and so, you know, we're working on, on all of those things and, and my team's responsibility is to integrate those best practices and requirements across the various product groups that are responsible for developing and designing uh, Xfinity products and services. So let me stop there and, uh, you know, I, I kind of laid out a lot right from the top here and, and see, David, if you have particular areas you want me to, you know, dive deeper into uh, to make this, uh, you know, really a, a productive session for your audience. Wow. <laughs> is, is there anything else I can say? It's, it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. And one of the things that I'm really impressed with was when I, when I see things like um, statements that, that um, you work with in the product design and development department. You're not adding to something that's already there. You're actually de developing your products and your services. Uh, from the ground up to be accessible, which I think is just absolutely uh, great. It makes a whole yeah, lot of sense. I think that's a great point that you raised, uh, and it's really what attracted me to Comcast. So, you know, I'm not much into titles personally, but but uh, so they, they they created this position as as a vice president position, um, which I think says a lot for the company itself. Uh, and by placing it in the you know the product organization, uh, my boss is. The, you know, essentially what we would call the senior vice president of product, essentially the chief product officer. Uh, so, so really he owns, you know, the teams that, that are responsible for developing, you know, communication products like the Connect app I told you about, or the set-top box products like the X1 platform, like, like we'll talk about in a minute, where the talking TV interface will be. I think the really cool thing is, and the really important piece for us as, as people with disabilities is, that my peers uh, who report to Charlie Heron, who's my boss, are the, the folks who own each of those product lines. And so when we have meetings, accessibility is at the table with every other business need that, that each product line needs to accomplish. And, and I and think I, that's absolutely fantastic. That yeah. is fantastic. And that oh, let's start with, with just a couple of questions. I know that we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because I know you have other things to talk about. But the accessibility center and i'd like for you to give that contact information again at the end of the interview but 
Now, is that someplace a person could even call it? Let's say that uh, you get the the uh, Xfinity Contact uh, app, and you're having a little bit of problem understanding exactly how to use it. Could a person call there and say, can I get just a little bit of help with this? Yes. Uh, and as I say, it's an evolving service, right? So sure. the best way that our agents are going to get good at, at providing the help that you just suggested uh, is for people to, you know, run them through it. If no one calls and asks about Xfinity Connect, uh, you know, either we're doing a really great job, which we hope we are, and obviously the goal of a, of a company is to to have, uh, you know, less calls, not more, but, but certainly, um, you know, they will, they do have information, they can help you through it. And I think with practice, they'll even, you know, uh, really, really, you know, evolve that to, to uh, a place that, that I think will be hopefully, uh, you know, uh, you know, top-notch, if it isn't already, support. So, yes, you can use this center for, for things like that. Say, how do I use Xfinity Connect? And they, they should be able to pull up an article uh, from their knowledge base that would talk to them about, you know, everything we've done to make that app accessible. Um, you know, what screen readers are, are most effective with the web version of Xfinity Connect? And, you know, we tend to look at, you know, JAWS and NVDA are the two screen readers that we do a lot of our testing with. Uh, on the Windows side, certainly VoiceOver on the Mac. And, and so the, this uh, information that they have on these products would, would provide that information. So the, the contact information, again, is toll-free 855-270-0379. And the center is open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. That's Eastern time. And you could also uh, reach the site through... Um, comcast.com slash accessibility and i believe there's a link on that site that will will take you off to uh an accessible chat uh for that for that uh center okay uh, good i think the for most people if you, they've been using particular i know myself on an iphone i did not know about xfinity connect until just last evening and within 10 minutes after installing it and getting signed in I was listening to voicemail and checking my email, and it's really accessible. I was very impressed. Well, thanks. And um, you may have heard that I've also been using the Xfinity, I guess you call it GoTV. Oh, yeah, TV Go, Xfinity TV Go app. Yep. Right, and that's pretty accessible. There's a couple little things that need to be done there, but uh, I think you're aware of those, And uh, uh, but is largely already very accessible with voiceover, and um, really appreciate that. Some the, my main question is that at this point we're uh, about the um, the services there in the, the in the service center, and I'm sure you're going to be talking about uh, the the new box and the accessibility to uh, the the all the menus there, and and, and um, maybe what you could do there is include uh, when that's available and. Uh, how a person would, would obtain that if they wanted it. Sure. Uh, so before I talk about the future, uh, let me just come back to your referencing the TV Go app and uh, you know how it's largely accessible and there might be a few tweaks here or there that are required. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things on that. First, you know, accessibility is a journey, not a destination, uh, as is the internet in general. And so, you know, uh, products are constantly updated. And so incremental improvement over time, uh, obviously we need to get to a baseline of, of usability, which, which, you know, to your point, I think we've achieved with the Xfinity Connect app uh, and, and largely with the TV Go app. And, and certainly we're gonna, gonna continue to work to refine that. 
I think the other piece that's important to point out in terms of how we test our apps, you know, we use a vendor that employs people with disabilities to do our quality assurance testing. Uh, and that was very important to me when I started here. Um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we were testing uh, with, you know, folks who really understand assistive technology and, you know, what user capabilities are so that uh, our developers and our designers had that information at their fingertips as we continue to develop and, and evolve these products and so do use a vendor uh, that that uh, employs folks with disabilities to do our testing. And we're really excited about, uh, you know, uh, about that partnership that we have. And, and that I think that really helps us, uh, you know, move quickly. Uh, we want to work to train our internal testers, certainly over time. Uh, but, you know, I guess, you know, uh, you know, my my main mission here is to get products that are usable uh, into the hands of folks as quickly as we can. And, and certainly, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, something that, that does take a lot of time, the development process, but uh, I think we're, we're making good headway. Uh, to your point about the uh, X1 platform and the talking TV interface, um, this is a, a project that our CEO, Brian Roberts, announced at the Cable Show back in June of 2013. Cable Show is uh, our industry's largest trade show. Um, it was held in uh, D.C., Washington, D.C., and uh, I think that was a significant milestone for our accessibility efforts uh, that, that our CEO uh, really felt comfortable enough with the, the progress that we were making that he included it in the keynote that he gave at the show. Uh, where he highlighted a lot of the various features of this new X1 platform that we're rolling out. And uh, he literally demoed the, uh, the talking interface. And so, uh, you know, we, we are continuing to, to develop that as we speak. Uh, we, I don't want to give you specific dates yet because that would be premature. Um, and I still want to have something to come back and talk with you about later this year. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I can say that we are looking to do a limited customer trial of this service, uh, you know, probably in the spring, if I had to guess, very limited uh, trial. And, you know, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but but we would really like to have this in production, uh, you know, sometime in the uh, you know latter half of 2014, early 2015. But again, I don't want to get specific on dates, um, you know. I use it uh, right now, obviously. Um, and and what is this service? What is this talking interface? We call it voice guidance, and it, it essentially allows you to navigate the the main menu of the set top box, and it allows you to navigate the TV listings. Uh, it allows you to navigate the, the video on demand uh, menus, so you can see what new releases are available and and what TV series are available on on demand, and you can you know, uh, find out, you know, everything that you need to know, the TV rating, you know, the, the, the rental fee, uh, you know, the purchase price, if, if it's, uh, if it's a, a product that's available for purchase, um, allows you to navigate to, to the device settings and, and adjust certain settings, uh, or not certain settings, all of the settings, um, uh, within that menu. Uh, and so that's phase one, uh, of, of this service and, and you don't need any additional hardware, uh, or you won't other than the X one box. Um, and I know some people have the X one box today in your audience likely. Um, but that service, uh, the talking interface is not yet available, uh, there it's all cloud-based. So that's the beauty part about this is that we can update iteratively very quickly. We're not reliant on you know, software inside of the box itself. So when we're comfortable 
and we've gone through the sufficient uh, testing process, you know, we can, you know, flip the switch at the network level and let you and everyone else out there know that it's available and uh, tell you how to turn it on on your box and, and you'll magically have your box start talking to you through your TV speakers. So uh, we're really excited about this. We, you know, we, we see this as the cable industry's first uh, talking interface in the U.S. Certainly, we're all aware of the work that uh, the folks at RNIB have done in the U.K. with accessible boxes and, uh, you know, some of the TV manufacturers have done. Um, but uh, I think people will really uh, enjoy this service, or at least I hope they will. And um, hopefully uh, we'll get that out there sooner than later. Um, so that's that's coming. Uh, other things, we talked about uh, accessible remote controls. Um working on a, a remote that will be out soon and we'll keep you updated uh, that has a, a dedicated SAP button uh, for video description and a dedicated closed caption button. Uh, it has uh, high contrasts for low vision folks, so it's uh, easier to see the buttons as well. And uh, that should be out, uh, I would say, early this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think uh, this is just the beginning of what I hope to be, you know, several uh, conversations with you to, to kind of keep you guys updated on on what it is that we're uh, releasing as it becomes available. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of the boxes and so forth, I know that in, um, I think, I think it's your whole service, but I know uh, locally where I live, they say that it is possible to get um, the uh, audio description um, on your, your set um, if if you want it. And I'm not sure exactly what the process is for doing that. Is there any particular process a person needs to go through to get that enabled on their on their service? The biggest the biggest challenge with video description or audio description today is that you have to navigate through a series of on-screen menus to be able to access the setting that turns on and off the SAP or secondary audio program channel. As you know, video description uh, is typically broadcast over the Spanish audio track, um, and you know that that setting is in an on-screen menu. Mm -hmm. So you, you do have to be able to turn that on or off, and that's why I, I said earlier that you know while we have our dedicated customer service center, uh, you know until I can get a remote into your hands or a talking TV interface, you know you're still probably going to need some sided assistance. Right. We do have one device called a, a DTA device. It's a small little device uh, that some people are using to uh, access content with video description. Uh, you know, ABC, all the major networks, NBC, CBS, Fox, PBS content. Um, and, and that does have a dedicated button on the remote control to turn on and off SAP. Um, but if you use the DTA, uh, then you don't have access to video on demand services uh, through that device. So there, there are trade-offs. It depends, you know, how badly do you want to access content with description right now? Um, and for some, they, they've made the decision that, hey, I'll take the DTA and we'll uh, access my, you know, local stations that are offering description um, because it has the button and, and others say, hey, I'll wait for the talking interface and other remotes that will work across different devices. So uh, the center can certainly uh, answer those questions. And, and if somebody did want a DTA, uh, we could you know, certainly make the appropriate adjustments to your service so that, that we could you know, get that added to your account. Okay. Well, it, it, it all sounds really exciting. I can hardly wait to, to, to see the, um, the access uh, on the um, X1 box. And it looks like you're also talking about an X2 in the 
not too distant future it looked like and um, that probably will have even more and wow <laughs> yeah well that's uh, x2 is essentially the next generation of of, of the x1 mm -hmm. operating system um and so that's you know that's where the talking tv interface will actually be okay. um in released in that interface okay. so you know just uh just another version of the same operating system with new features, including the talking interface. Okay. Well, um, I think I have asked all of the main questions that I was thinking of. Um, there's probably a lot of other questions other people are thinking of um, that I'm not thinking of right now. Um, but maybe because I read so much and so I, I, I and, and you've pretty well covered everything that I read and so forth. And... Um, so um, I guess, you know, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, well, I look forward to this new um, service uh, coming uh, coming along on April 1st. And <laughs> I don't I didn't I didn't give you a specific date. <laughs> I know you didn't. OK. okay. <laughs> but we, we can always have wishful thinking. <laughs> That's true. Um. <laughs> but. Um, uh, I just want to say I think you, you that you are doing a fantastic job. You've come in a, a long way in the year and a half you've been there. You did some fantastic things at AOL before you came to Comcast, and you've done already done some fantastic things that you came to to Comcast. And and uh, obviously we've got some really exciting things to look forward to. Um, I hope that people really will use the Accessibility Center because it sounds like it has a lot of good things to offer. If you haven't been out and looked at the Comcast uh, uh, Accessibility webpage, you really ought to do that. And um, um, so those would, those would be my comments. And uh, so if there's anything else you wanted, wanted to cover, or the, that's, that's fantastic. And I really, really appreciate uh, working with you and Jenny to get this interview set up and uh, all the great information we've we've gotten from you and uh, look well, forward to talking to you in the near future again i appreciate uh, your comments and you know it's, it's not me alone that that does this uh, i have a uh, you know fortunate uh, opportunity to work with a great team of people both my team who's dedicated to accessibility we have uh, like what, four full-time people right now uh, uh, and you know the, the support that i have both from the executive level and from the the, the product design and engineering teams uh, in my view is unprecedented, certainly in the 20 years that I've been uh, doing accessibility. Um, you know, we really have some committed people here that, that want to make things work and uh, deliver an inclusive experience. It doesn't always happen as fast as we would like it to happen. There's a lots of reasons for that. Um, just because we're a, a huge company and we're in a lot of different places and it's, it's you know, product rollouts are, are you know, uh, are an interesting thing to be a part of. Uh, but I, I appreciate your fine comments and feedback, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. Hopefully, we'll actually come back and, and find a way to, to demo the uh, the X2 talking interface when that's available. Well, that'll be fantastic. Now, are you going to be at any of the upcoming conferences like ATIA and CSUN? Are you going to be at those? Actually, I will be at ATIA and CSUN. Uh, I'm going to be on a panel uh, on the January 30th at ATIA dealing with web accessibility. Um, and then at CSUN, we'll be there. I don't have any uh, definitive plans. I know we're sponsoring uh, the CSUN uh, event uh, this year. 
uh, so we'll, we'll certainly be there, uh, but don't have any formal presentations scheduled at this time. But uh, stay tuned. There could be something uh, happening out there as well. And why don't you do this? Why don't you, if that comes about, and it probably will, shoot me an email and I can make sure that it gets announced here on Main Menu. Absolutely. We'll do. Happy to do it. Okay. And we can also put it on our, our mailing list so that people are aware of it. Actually, but, one other thing before I, I – uh, so we talked about the center, um, you know, 855-270-0379. Uh, we also will accept email from folks if you have questions at accessibility at comcast.com. Um, that, that email uh, will go right into the center as well. And if people have questions and that's an easier way for people to contact us, uh, feel free to use that address. Okay. I realize it's still pretty early, but I'm assuming you'll probably have some presence at, at both the uh, ACB and NFB conventions this summer also probably. We had presence there last year, um, and I would assume we'll have some presence. Although, again, it's a little bit too early to, to know sure. what that would look like at this point. But uh, you know, we got to get the word out about this, and you know, get people's uh, hands on the technology itself. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly find ways to to do that. And certainly, those conferences are, are good venues for that. Well, fantastic! Thanks for for coming. Thank both you and Jenny for for uh, setting this up and uh, look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thanks, David. We'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Hello, my name is Larry Turnbull with ACB Radio Main Menu, and with me is Dan Wyrick, who is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for GW Micro. Hi, Dan. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having me on your show. Yes, uh, we are very glad to have you, and this is regarding the breaking news of this week, and that is the joint uh, initiative between GW Micro and Microsoft. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, uh, again, thanks for, for having me here. We um, um, started speaking with uh, Microsoft some time ago. They kind of recognized what they, they had an idea of what they wanted to do. And um, they, uh, we were in communication and, and, uh, uh, decided to do um, well. They, they recognize window eyes is a is a a professional, you know, uh, screen reading program. I, I know your listeners already know <laughs> about window eyes. They've heard of it. I, I imagine ninety nine percent have. But they recognize that 
Windwise does very well. They recognize that um, the environment is changing. People kind of have come to expect a little more from technology. Um, uh, you know, we live in a day and age when when uh, we all kind of expect that we can download a, an app for free. And boy, if it costs five dollars, that's the expensive one. And so uh, we there's this desire to have uh, assistive technology built in. And uh, many of you have, uh, maybe have tried uh, Narrator and, and know uh, how it works in Windows and have some, your own opinions about that. And it, it's, it does what it does, but certainly it's not the same thing as Windowize is. Um, but it, it does, it functions, uh, does you know the, the, what it was designed to do. But Windowize gives you a lot more access, obviously. And so um, um, we had a discussion and decided that this would be uh, a great a great thing for the industry, a great thing for um, the blind community. And so uh, we came to an agreement, and they um, have offered then to provide everyone who's got Microsoft Office 2010 or later uh, the ability to get Windowize for free. So that's that's the the long story in a, a short paragraph, I guess. That's great. Now, when somebody goes to install this uh, Windowize uh, program, would they have to be ready with a uh, serial number for Office or some sort of way to prove that they have a legal copy of Office? No, that, and that was part of the development. Is uh, Windowize has the ability to determine that on its own. So if you have a uh, installed um, office on your computer, and if it's been activated, then then Windowize determines that. Uh, and this is Office 365. It's the the box you know you buy out of the computer store version of Office. It's uh, Office 2010. Um, it's all all of the flavors of Office. It does have to be a client version though. There are some. Uh, and I'm not real familiar with it myself, but there's like a web app version of Word and Excel uh, that you actually run through a website. And and I'm not, I, I don't use that. I don't know much about it, but I know that does not work. It does need to be installed on your computer. It has to be a client version running on your client computer. Um, so uh, that's really the only limitation. Okay. And then... Another question would be for those that already have a copy of Window Eyes, and let's say they have uh, version 7.5 and they want to upgrade to the latest version, which I believe is 8.4. Mm -hmm. um, would they, if they went and got this uh, for Office, would they get the upgrade for free, or if they would still have to pay for that? Um, yeah, that's now it gets a little bit complicated. Um, for most people, they're going to have to decide what they want. Um, if, in that case, uh, in that example, the upgrade's $175. So, um, and if you went to purchase your know, Microsoft Office, you know, you, you're you're kind of in the same neighborhood, depending on how you purchase it and what you have. But uh, you're kind of dollar-wise, you're kind of in the same neighborhood. So that one, you'd have to decide which is the better way to go. But let's just assume that you do decide to use this free offer. So in that case, you would um, uh, at some point uninstall your existing Windowize 
and uh, you know, assuming you've already purchased Office, you now have it. You uninstall your old version of Windowize, no matter what the version is, if it's 1.0 or 7.5 or any of those. Um, uninstall it and then download this new this new uh, type of Windowize, and that will function. And so what it costs you is that, that version of of Office. But in your exact example, this is a little more complicated uh, decision because there are a handful of things that are just a little bit different between the Windowize for Office offer and the full retail Windowize. Everyone who has purchased Windowize in the past, who has this full retail version of Windowize, they they're comfortable and they they get uh, unlimited technical support. I mean, this has been. Uh, and, and any of you out there, you, you know what I'm talking about. You can call, talk to tech support, no problem. It just, that's how it works. Um, uh, but for those people who get the Windowize for Office offer, um, we're not providing the same unlimited technical support that we've provided in the past for free. So for those people, uh, if you had an installation problem, absolutely, we'll help you get it installed. But other technical support for those people is paid technical support. So you're paying um, either $25 for one incident or there's a 12-month, 12-incident plan for $99. So you've got a couple choices. So you will be paying a little bit for technical support, but maybe you don't need technical support. So that's, that's the difference. Also, uh, people who have the full retail version of Windowize got a braille and large print hotkey guide um, with the, the free offer that's not included. You can purchase it, but it's not included. Um, the people who have full retail window eyes have a CD. And if they purchase the upgrade, we would send them a CD. That's not the case with the free offer. So in the, the free case, it's download only. If you insist on a CD, then you pay a little extra for that. Um, also, the standard window eyes, if you had 7.5, you would have had um, you would have had deck talk, you would have had eloquence. Um, I'm trying to think on 7.5. Yes, I think that's what you would have had. Um, uh, but if you have um, um, if you get the free offer version, it comes with eSpeak and it comes with the Microsoft speech platform. And those are fine, those work quite well, but it's not the same thing as the vocalizer, which is what a lot of people have, have downloaded. So if you want those other synthesizers, like Eloquence, for example, you would pay separately for the, the speech synthesizer. And then the final thing that's a little different is uh, for those people that use GW Connect, you understand if you have the full retail version of Window Eyes, you don't hear the ads. And uh, you don't get the ads. And, and with this free version of Window Eyes, you do get the ads. So there's a handful of differences uh, between the two. So in your example, if you got 7.5, you might think about that. If you're someone that does appreciate the free unlimited tech support, then you might consider paying for the upgrade. Um, if you're a power user, you never have tech support, then it's a little different decision. So that's maybe that's a long answer, but I hope that clarifies things for the listeners. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that really does. And this again, this is really uh, a great venture with uh, Microsoft. Um, are there any other 
plans on coordinating any events with uh, Microsoft in, in the near future? Yeah, actually, um, uh, that's another good point. We do attend conferences uh, so we can meet a lot of people and discuss, uh, talk about our products and so on. And so we'll be at ATIA. I think that's in two weeks. Um, it's the very, very end of January, that last week of January. Um, ATIA is held in Orlando, Florida. If you only go for the exhibit hall, you can get in uh, for free, I believe, but um, you should check the ATIA website. Uh, also, we always attend CSUN. That's in San Diego, and that's right around St. Patrick's Day. I think it's right after St. Patrick's Day, actually, this this year. Um, and um, that's uh, in the U.S., in the United States, CSUN is kind of the uh, the number one conference for people who are blind, low vision. It's very well attended, not only by those companies that provide the products, but also the attendees. It's uh, um, a large percentage of the people attending are blind, visually impaired. And so CSUN is excellent. And at both of those conferences, we're planning to do a presentation with Microsoft. So um, Microsoft will be at both of those, uh, will be at both of those, and we'll be presenting and kind of telling the story and kind of explaining a little bit about how this works and, and what's going on. Oh, that's wonderful. So is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell our listeners about uh, Window Eyes or any other GW Micro product? Mm -hmm. um, well, we have um, uh, a number of products, and um, uh, many people – really like socialize i know that's that's been very very popular at gw connect um we've we offer those and we have uh hopes and uh, we don't have any definite plans i can announce tonight or anything but certainly we'll be looking at additional apps that are similar to that as time passes we uh we are looking towards the future trying to think of uh, better ways of serving all of our clients, uh, better ways to provide the kind of products that they're looking for. And I, and those apps have been very successful. Uh, boy, you can uh, you go everywhere and you, and you hear people talking about GW Connect and Socialize. It's very, very, very popular. Um, so those will probably continue in the past and in other, other similar apps. Uh, those are important. There's uh, some reading systems that if you're coming to the conferences, you'll be able to get a demonstration. I really like the um, their Vision Aid International products that we represent in the U.S., uh, the Read It Air, um, the Read Easy Move, and there's a brand new one that we really have barely announced. This is brand new, but the Scholar HD, and HD is for high definition, and wow, it's it's a terrific product. It's a, a these are all three of these are reading systems. So I put a book down, I push a button, and it reads the book to me, you know, one page at a time, and or read from beginning to end. But the um, they're they're really terrific. That Scholar HD though, it uh, you can read a like if there's a poster on the other side of the classroom, a student could read that poster from you know 20 25 feet away from it. it it's it's very good. And because the HD camera it contains, it's the only one, I believe, could be wrong, but I believe it's the only one that reads a, a tabloid-sized paper. So like a newspaper, 11 by 17 paper it can, can read. So those are some uh, 
other products that we provide, and we'll have those both at ATIA and CSUN. The new one there, is it um, a standalone or is it uh, software for the PC? That one works with uh, your PC. That one is called the Scholar HD for high definition. Yeah, the Scholar HD, yeah. Yes, sir. And, um, yeah, so it is a um, camera on a stand. So it has a, a, you know, a metal aluminum uh, stand, sits on the table, and the camera can face down or like I mentioned, you can face it up. You can face it for someone with, that's partially sighted, you know, low vision. You can face it towards yourself. Somebody's, you know, trying to, uh, they got scratched on their nose, you know, or something. They can zoom in. You can incredibly uh, zoom in incredibly close. Um, or it can look across the room. So it has, a, it has a cable that attaches to your computer, a USB cable. So the Scholar is uh, it's very lightweight and portable. It comes uh, has a backpack that makes it very easy to transport. I, I think it's a good application, for example, for students, whether they're high school or college age. Uh, you can carry it easily, carry it in a classroom, set on a desk, and read the book or look across the classroom. It's not going to recognize handwriting. Like all OCR, it's going to recognize printed text. But, um, boy, you can get a very clear uh, visual image of handwriting and, um, you know, other medicine labels, you know, medicine bottle labels or, or other written uh, receipts, things such as that. You can uh, pick your favorite color. You can change background, uh, uh, the intensity, how dark it is, the contrast. It's, it's a very an, an, an excellent product. But anyways, that's that's a little bit about that. Very nice. Uh, so lots of great stuff happening with uh, GW Micro. And is there, and how would they be able to get in contact with uh, anybody at GW Micro to right. inquire more about these products? Sure. There's a uh, uh, couple ways to contact us. First of all, for GW Micro, um, as you may already know, our website is www.gw.com gwmicro.com gwmicro.com and uh, that's a, a simple way to get in touch with us our telephone uh, is uh, running from 8.30 to 5 eastern time and east coast time and that number is 260-489-3671 and you can always email uh, if you just have sales questions you can email sales at gwmicro.com. If you have support questions, then it's support at gwmicro.com. Um, but I also want to make sure that everyone remembers this new offer between GW Micro and Microsoft. This new offer is a different website, and it's uh, uh, windoweyesforoffice.com. W-I-N-D-O-W, the window, E-Y-E-S-F-O-R, O-F-F-I-C-E dot com. Window eyes, no dash in there, just window eyes for F-O-R office dot com. If you go to that website, um, it's actually an excellent website. We spent a tremendous amount of time honing to, to get a simple website that provides lots of information, the best information. If you go to that website, uh, right on that page is a place where you, there's the link where you download this version of Windows in your particular language. 
Um, and there's an FAQ link that is excellent, answers all the questions. A lot of the questions that you're wondering about are answered right there on that site. So go to the FAQ, it'll tell you everything you need to know. There's a link for um, uh, support, and we have some terrific, and I, I'm, I can't overemphasize how terrific these tutorials are. Mark Solomon spent a lot of time creating wonderful video, audio, and transcribed text tutorials that uh, existing Windowize users might like to go to that site and just look at those tutorials. They're just uh, top-notch. So uh, go to that website, check it out. If you already have Windowize, if you've got 8.4, don't don't abandon it. <laughs> you know, don't don't stop using it in in lieu of this new one because they're the same features. They're you're not going to see the difference. Um, and like I mentioned, there are some uh, caveats with this new version, but it's still a terrific offer. And we thank Microsoft again for for uh, uh, talking to us and making this all happen. Yes, and we thank you, uh, GW Micro, for uh, making this happen as well. Uh, the blind community is really um, already buzzing about it quite a lot, so it's definitely <laughs> a huge, uh, huge uh, step for all of us. Yes, it is, and I, I uh, want to add one more thing. If anybody has emailed me, I apologize. You, you would not believe how many emails. In fact, I don't know the number, but are in my inbox. It's just incredible, and I'm cranking away at these as quickly as I can. But if you ask me a question and you haven't gotten a response, it's uh, what can I say? I'm going as quick as I can. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for being on with us, and we definitely uh, hope to talk to you again about more great uh, products and services coming out of GW Micro. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Good night. Thank you. This is Larry Turnbull for ACB Radio's Main Menu. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.